10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Okay, welcome everybody to the podcast where we're talking about gaming, technology, pop culture, all that fun stuff. But this week, this week, we have a guest we'll get to in one second. But as always, we're going to be talking about technology. We have Mario Maker news coming up. It was a big update, a whole bunch of fun follow up. We're going to have a follow up to PAX West. What we were talking about last week, how it might not happen or happen, whether that's going to what's going to happen there. Um, we got Trails of Mana pre-order guide, what you can get with the bundle, um, SDD card, SSD card, uh, resurrects the old <laughs> Saturn. Cards. Um, uh, Mr. Paul knows about that, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, Intel's, oh, what do you call it? Little tiny, like, super gaming PC. It's I've seen a number of these things. It'll be cool to talk about this thing, though. <laughs> um, but anyway, the highlight, what I've been hinting at, is we have a guest from Retro Gaming Arts, Mr. Paul himself. So welcome, Paul, to the podcast. That was a nice warm welcome. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, you guys don't know, we first met Paul at Retro World Expo a couple years ago, and yeah, we interviewed like him. Three, four years ago. I know you guys yeah. a while now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, we met him, and he was running a booth where he did a whole bunch of cool mods, and if you want to check that video out of our first interview, it's over up on our webpage. Up at youtube.com slash get tech go look up retro world expo playlist and it's oh, it's like one near the near the bottom there go check it out what was uh, it 2017 i think it was, I think it was, it was just was three years ago yeah i think it was 2017 um and he's been on every year's video since actually so go check out the file videos as well so um mr paul i don't know if you want to do introduce yourself to the crowd Podcast listeners don't know who you are. You summarized it pretty good. Okay. <laughs> How dare they not know who I am? <laughs> yeah, I'm just I just some dude, I just mod video game systems. I make YouTube videos about it. I uh, used to repair and have a a full like repair business for um, fixing video game systems for people, modding them, and um, I did repairs for like a bunch of game stores in the state that I live in. Like I had a website and all that stuff, but like I got rid of all that, I, the whole business aspect of it, shut all that down, stop doing all of that, just so I could like go back to focusing fully on YouTube. And oh. that's been great. Yeah. You were the main person for what Retro Gaming Arts? I mean, Retro Gaming uh, Plus. Yeah, right? yeah. It was, um, it was my buddy Ernie. He did it for them for like years, <laughs> and then. He got like kind of, he got, you know, he was doing it and he had his own business at the time. Like, and then I basically kind of like, like swooped on in and then it became me. And then I was doing it for years. And now like me and Ernie kind of like both do it for them because neither of us wants to like fully do it because it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And um, so we both kind of like do it, but like not really just like here and there on like expensive stuff for him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If they get like a JVC XI in, one of us will fix that. Yeah. Stuff that's a little more delicate to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you mean, that's not bad. 
Um, so how's the YouTube been going since you've been doing that, since you just branched off and started focusing on YouTube? Oh my God, dude, it's so nice. It's so nice. It's so nice. I can't even express it because... It must I, be nice not having to worry about other people telling you what to do and stuff, being basically in business for yourself. Dude. Like the level of <laughs> yeah. freedom. You don't have to put up with dude. a boss coming to you and being like, do this now. Nah, I don't have the to do that. The boss of like Retro Games Plus, he is like the most like amazing, awesome dude. Um, it was never him. It was always like, it was the difficulty of basically if, you know, one month, a thousand people sent me video game systems in the mail. That means there's a thousand people that I have something that they own that they want back. Yeah. But they don't realize that there's a thousand of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. They don't realize that you have oh, other, you have to go down the line and you'll get to it as you get to it. Oh, it was, do I get that one? A hundred percent. It was, it was very, 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 very difficult to deal with. And like, kind of like halfway through towards the end of it, I spent majority of my time just replying to emails and just replying to social media messages. And I never really got any of like the actual work done. <laughs> I mean, I did, but I didn't, you know what I mean? It turned into so much like customer yeah. service, which ah. is nothing wrong with that. Like I, I don't mind talking to people and I like people and I like talking and I like answering questions and stuff like that. But but when I have to do something for the people, it was, it was very, very, very difficult. to. Like, yeah, when you got something you have to get done, it's very aggravating to be constantly bothered by stuff that's not that. Yes. I, I, know, I know how you feel, dude. Like, I don't do that stuff, but I, I run a freight crew, and I'm always breaking pallets down in the back, and people keep constantly bothering me for more and more things. And I, I'm like, I, I'm in the middle of something stop give me a minute and it's every two seconds someone's like i need this i need that and it's it's frustrating and overwhelming it's very it's a very relatable uh yeah so that is mr paul we're gonna get into more about his modding and i have a few questions for him but we're gonna get to that in about 20 minutes or so we're gonna get into all the whole deal about modding and what i've done what they've done what what kind of mods favorite mods whatnot all that fun stuff but first, what has everybody else been doing on this podcast in the past week? Who wants to go first? I can go first. I got, go I got stuff. Okay. Um, so I dove back into my backlog because I just got done with Final Fantasy VII Remake and I wanted to play something else. So I pulled out Days Gone and put about 15 hours into it so far over the course of two days. And I am blown away. I cannot believe that this game is sitting at like a 6.5 on Metacritic. I don't understand it. Because it's, it's Metacritic? It's way better than the the, the 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 reviewers gave it. The only thing I could think is that they didn't like the subject matter because it's, it's very heavy into the idea that the people that survived were the people that could protect themselves, you know, work to carry your load. Uh, you know, it's a white biker dude, his white biker friend. And I, I feel like it must have just pissed off game journalists because it's such a good game. I don't see how they could be rating it so low. No. Like, I'm constantly blown away by it. I just got done with the scene. You've played it, so you know what I'm talking about, Woody. The yep. scene where you drive Boozer to get his arm fixed. Oh. And, and like, <laughs> you're, you're just like, you, 
I, the whole game you're playing, you're like, oh, there's some cool music and stuff. Then you get on the bike it's and drive Boozer to get his arm fixed. And they cut into a five-minute thing of you riding the bike with this amazing, like, acoustic guitar song playing in the background. It's so good. It's the best character building I've ever seen in one scene. And I'm like, how did people... They must not have gotten this far in the game. They must not have gotten 10 hours in and even gave the game a chance. Touche. Other than that, that's basically what I'm doing. I'm going to do that tonight when I get, get done eating and get some rest. Other than that, that's all I've been doing. That and playing Might and Magic. So. I gotta get some rest to play the video games, guys. <laughs> Dude, I'm exhausted, man. Which Might and Magic game? Um, Might and Magic 3. Oh my god, that game is so good. I'm disappearing for a minute. Uh, so, <laughs> Boy, Johnny, what, Johnny, what have you been doing? Uh, just trying to keep myself busy. I was going through all my old stuff, all my old boxes and everything the other day. I found some treasures in there, and all day long yesterday, I've just been working. Oh, yeah. That's just pretty much it. I'm just trying to keep myself busy. There's just too much going on. Yeah, I've been worried about Yeah, I couldn't get a hold of you. I don't want to deal with anybody's drama yesterday. All I want to do is just work. Yeah. All right. No, 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 Gil, I could have shut my phone up more than once. Anyway, so, Tech Geek, what have you been up to? Wait, what did I miss? I <laughs> Um, nothing really besides working, uh, working, playing dark age can a lot more because I can't get enough of that game. I haven't seen this 2002. Um, uh, what else did I start playing? Uh, what the hell? Oh yeah. So, um, one of my favorite games growing up was roller coaster tycoon. I don't get that. That was one of the oh, greatest games. That ever. is such a good game. So, it sounded like you just killed our guest. He's like, yo! So, <laughs> Steam has it on sale, the deluxe edition, for six bucks. I picked that shit up so fast, I have not been able to put it down. Yeah, that's such a fun such game. Such a great game, man. Damn. So good. Six oh, bucks? That, I literally just bought it three days ago for ten. I got rooked. Uh, you did oh, get rooked, dude. That's have you, is, have is that you, the one where you is that the one where you can actually test the roller coaster without finishing it and just see people fly off it? Yes. Yeah. Have you have you seen Planet Coaster? I've heard of it, haven't played it. I have heard of it. It seems pretty rad, but yeah. nothing beats the god awful 640 by 480 of roller coaster type. Yeah, right? you can change the resolution. <laughs> no, I won't even, dude. I've got it's an a eight by four. I've got a 32 inch freaking 2K monitor. I'm like, nope. I need it big and blocky, please now. <laughs> dude, like oh, I had the biggest craving to play that game. And I, but like I, I don't like playing games on the computer. Okay. So I was like, I um I found theme park sit like Sims theme park yeah. for PS one. Basically, some watered down half ass version of Roller Coaster Tycoon two. Dude, that's like that's like going to Stega to play a real time strategy game and playing the original Dune on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like that's, I, I yeah, like that's exactly game. what I did, and I like. I got it, man. I was so psyched to play Sim Theme Park on PS1, but man, like after like getting a couple hours in and you know have have building like two roller coasters, I was like, this ain't it, man. No, it's like, not it. it. It's I not went, roller coaster tycoon. I went straight to Steam and bought it. Yep, <laughs> that's been that's been like the highlight of my time. I'm waiting for him to put more. Uh, dude, that would be a perfect game to put on the Switch. I mean, I love my Switch, I think, more than any console that I've ever owned, other than my, you know, my retro games and all that good jazz. But 
oh man, that'd be such a perfect game to put on the Switch. Yeah, well, yeah. Touch screen, the touch screen, man. Exactly, that's what I mean. All right, next. Okay. <laughs> so one thing I've been playing, obviously, I'm still playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. Still a great game. Not fast enough. Um, but I've been ever since I bought Tetris Effect, though I've been super back so into playing Tetris a whole bunch of times. Um, so good. So I've been playing like Tetris Effect and Puyo Puyo Tetris like a lot. My brother kicks my ass at that game. He is Brian is so good at that game. You want know, Puyo Puyo Tetris? Oh, he is a freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah. So I've been addicted to both those games. Uh, those are the main things I've been playing. Um. Obviously, it's weird because I don't want to blaze through Final Fantasy because I don't want to be like, oh man, I want to play through more. But yep, try to I'm trying to take my time for sure, dude. Exactly. I can't talk with you unless you hurry up. <laughs> I know. I need to know how you react to the ending. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. You're killing okay. me. You're killing me, Smalls. So okay. So, uh, Paul, I know that you're the one, one of the ones that have been affected by being out of work. Well, besides being a YouTuber, still. Um, so how have you been spending your time? I've been home for seven and a half weeks. Uh, Jesus. I haven't left the house more than Dude, twice. That's rough. Two and a half times. And I don't even like to go out and that's rough. And it was just to go grocery shopping and that was it. Yeah. Um, but here in my house for literally just under two months, I've been killing it, man. I've been loving it. It's it's the greatest thing. It's almost the greatest thing that's ever happened. Aside from, you know, people dying. Like fucking well, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But like the fact that like just everybody just like just get inside, just like go inside and just chill. Just like chill out with all the crazy stuff that you're doing and just chill and like get a grip on yourself. Like that's phenomenal. I hope that that's what everybody else is doing with their time by themselves because you have so much time by yourself. So you're in your own head. Yeah. You're by yourself. You're with yourself. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you have so much time to realize like, this is everything that like sucks about me. This is everything that I don't like about myself. This is everything that I need to improve upon. And the reason why I didn't see any of these things is because I'm so distracted in the regular world being outside Doing stuff that I don't need to be doing. Yeah. Yep. So now wait, that I'm wait, home, are you saying that coronavirus is the chance for Nate to understand he's a bad teammate and to help work with us and be better? <laughs> <laughs> it's finally that chance. Yeah. Anyway, do it, Nate. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Anyway, in anyway. theory, that's exactly what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. So, um, I yeah, that's kind of like what you iterated on your last YouTube video when you're doing your wire, like re straightening out your wires in the back of your entertainment center. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's same. Yeah, it's a similar that's point. Good video. Yeah. Good yeah. video. Last YouTube video. Camera. Um, but aside from that, uh, you know, reflecting on individual, personal, mental issues uh, with myself, yep. I've been, I, I beat Art the Lad on PS. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. Wait, wait which one? So the first good. One? The first one. Have you finished? Have you played the other ones yet? Or, no, 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 no. That was the only one I've ever played, and I just dude, started the first one. If you that. think that's good, your mind is going to blow. The second one is a million times better. That's how good that that series gets. 
is that the is that the on um, the collection when when you get to like pick up everything for the first game on your memory card and bring it yep. to the second game? Like no spoilers yep. story wise, but the second one is really good because when you get to the second one, they start having maps that are like the Chrono Trigger style maps that you walk around on before you get to actual battle maps. Yeah. So you have like little mini world maps that are really well drawn and beautiful to look at. World maps. Dude, the art style in that in the first game was was beautiful. Like it was amazing. Like it was great. Very like, good. I really, really liked it, it. It's a great game. And then that battle arena, get a friend to come over, build up some characters, and fight each other. So good. So I beat that. I didn't start the second one. I also beat Metal Gear Solid. Um, never played that before. Beat um, Crisis Core because Final Fantasy VII is coming out. I beat the third birthday. Um, I didn't like that one. I love Parasite Eve. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it just, it. It just it was didn't feel like the other ones. It know. did. Yeah, the first two Parasite Eves were great. Parasite Eve is one of my favorite games that's ever been made. I beat Parasite Eve two, um, before I beat the third birthday. Also, and um, I um, now I'm playing Xenogears. Nice. Oh God. Oh, that's a great game. Great game, but get back to me and when you get right before the second disc, because there's certain points of that game that just kick you in the balls, and you're like, I can't, I can't keep going, because I tried replaying it like a year ago, and I got halfway through, and I was like, I can't do this. Even though seventy eight percent of the game is all freaking talking. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the things that that draws you off it. When you start getting further in, you're like, this is a forty five minute book. I'm reading a book right now for this one yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what the hell is going so, on here? Okay, let's get to this first topic, which is a follow-up from last week. Yes. Um. So PAX East, PAX West, um, is not going to be canceled so far. It happens starts on September fourth. Um, and we were iterating that PAX East may not happen, but I guess we might have been wrong. Dude, that sounds like a challenge um, to Corona. <laughs> so, well, no. Well, the thing is, though, I think we are going to have. There's going to be, because they've announced no tickets, none of that yet. So I think they're putting in certain, like, limitations in the works at the moment before they announce anything. Well, realistically, they have to wait until they can get the go-ahead from whatever state government they're in, first of all. Yeah, yeah, that's Before they can even do it. But even if they do get the go-ahead, you know, I would honestly figure, now this is just from an intellectual standpoint, I would figure they would have to put some sort of limitations on there. Because even, I mean, this is granted, this is an assumption. And, you know, an assumption makes an asset of you and me. I get that. But um, even next year with PAX East, I'm interested to see what the ticket volume is going to be. Now, granted, that place is huge. We all have been there. It's a freaking huge place. But, you know, when you're crammed like sardines, it gets kind of iffy, you know? Exactly, yeah. So, you know, yeah, sure, they might have it, but limit the ticket sales to a thousand or something fucking nuts. So you <laughs> have to people can the, come in. It, well, no, seriously. Like, I'm not even joking. Cause I, how many, yeah. I wonder how many people go at any given time. Like it's 70,000. It's asshole to elbow. Yeah. yeah. Literally, yeah. moment you're there. Yeah. And I would say Thursday isn't that bad. I really like Thursday this year. I like nice. Thursday. I agree. Yeah. Friday was chaos. I couldn't yeah, believe uh, it. I couldn't believe it. I think that's why I'm like Retro World Expo. But even then, like, I went. Did I go last year? I don't remember if I went last year or not. But even then, that got pretty popular and pretty chaotic. After that, I went the first year. I do remember that. But 
Um, at the just, Oakdale Theater, yeah. Yeah, at the Oakdale. And that was pretty rad. It wasn't That was a little busy. tight, though. It was tight, but it wasn't busy. Now, I went the year after that, and it see, to me, at least, it seemed like it doubled in popularity. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Paul, did you go to the first couple of years? What? I've only ever been to Retro World Expo. Yeah. No, no. Did you go to Did you go to Retro World Expo the first two years? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking uh, in, about in the old no. in the old Oakdale Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did we go to? We started going at the second one. No, no. We started going. Yeah, the second one was the first one we went there. Yeah. As press. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're the media. I have a thing against the media. I can't talk to you. <laughs> oh, geez. yeah. We're we're the media. Um. So yeah, I think we we're gonna sync sync limitations, and I think eliminations, eliminations. Yeah. <laughs> Where's um, your camera, Grim? I'm eating, dude. He's eating. Uh, you know, I, I have. I'm sorry, guys. It's just I get out of work at like 4:30 now, and then I have like a half an hour to eat and get on the podcast. Things are rough right now. I just thought uh, it broke. So, so rough. Right. So <laughs> I think we're also gonna see limitations actually at uh the Hartford Convention Center as well this September. Wouldn't doubt it. Um, we'll so see. I think that I think that'll be a given. Okay, Trails of Mana pre-order guide. So Trails of Mana, Grim, you already pre-ordered, Trial, right? Trials, 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 trials. Yeah, Trials of Mana. I got Trails in the brain, dude. I, I, pre- just, I was just reading an article about Trails of Cold Steel. I so pre-ordered I it a week brain. ago. I pre-ordered it a week ago, but mentally, I pre-ordered that shit the minute they announced it. <laughs> like I'm, I was I, all I over the minute. discovered that when I opened up. I mean, I was so hyped because I want this to do well so that Square can go, wait, we could make a new mana game in this style and that would be amazing. I'm I want sure them to do a mana game right. Jesus. No, you're getting it on the PS4 or the Switch. PS4, because I want to pay attention and if I get it on Switch, I'll be playing it during my lunch breaks and shit and I won't be paying as much attention. Well, That's fair. I'm going to get on the Switch. Yeah, I, so don't I. I don't own yeah. any other consoles. So. Plus, yeah, I, I have yeah. another game coming out on Switch that I'm going to be spending 200 hours in again. Unless they release it for the SNES, I'd say I'm going to get it for the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got the collection, so you can play, you know. It's Phoenix, man. So yep. it's going to be great no matter what. Agreed. Well, you get yeah. out of the PC, too. But on the Switch, Wait, on, the, on the Switch, it's 4188. Oh. And that's only at Walmart, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't give them my money. Is anybody going to get this on Steam? On Steam, it's forty two forty nine. Oh no, 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 Steam then sold. No, uh, no, that's Green, Green Man, Man Gaming. Gaming. Green Man Gaming. But it's I didn't know it was coming. Let's put it this way: I didn't know it was coming to Steam. Oh, well, oh, that's how I found it, though, because I I logged into Steam this morning and I saw it on there, and I was like, "Oh, what the hell? Already? Mm-hmm. Okay." And then I went online and I found this on uh, Gamespot. Okay, so let's get into the Super Mario Maker Two update. It was freaking big. I didn't get a chance to mess around with it yet. Oh, oh it's awesome! The, uh, stuff it that is so it. good. Yeah, Mario Two, Johnny. It, yeah, I know. Technically, I <laughs> technically Mario Two. Stop time, right? Technically Mario Two. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's really cool. <clears throat> it's such. Have you guys played it yet? No, none of y'all have played it yet. Yeah, okay. Well, I haven't played the update yet, but obviously I have Mario Maker too. It's fantastic. First and foremost, it is. And I like how they're going to call it the final update. I'm using that term very loosely because someone's telling me it's not going to be the final update. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. 
the Mario 2 aspect, when you get the Mario 2 shroom, it's pretty rad. The fact that it completely alters the way the game plays. Like 100% alters the way the game plays. So, like, for instance, instead of hot, when you hop in a Goomba or a Koopa, instead of crushing them, you can pick them up. Oh, like in Mario 2, yeah. Like, just like in Mario 2. But, um, oh, man, I honestly think one of the greatest parts about the whole thing are the Koopalings. How they're oh, back. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and that's super rad, and they did it so well. They play just like how they did Mario 3, if not better, in my opinion. Oh, nice. I haven't got to mess around with the worlds yet, but it's, yeah, that, pretty, it's pretty sweet. That's my big thing. I'm like happy I, I can make a full Mario game now, which is I, really cool. It's like seven worlds and 40 courses all together, I think is what you can do on one set. Yeah. I don't remember. The oh, they finally number. added that? Yeah. Yeah. That I'm going to have to go pick it up because that's why I didn't pick it up. I, I don't want to just play single levels. I want to play a world. Oh, and you can. Yeah, I think it's like seven worlds. 40 courses all together on one particular map pack. Yeah, that's I pretty think. dope. Do you, do you know what aimed them to do this in the first place, right? Was, um, have you guys heard of uh, Super Mario Brothers X? Yeah. No. No. Well, Nintendo saw that and they are competing with that. That's what got them to do that. Does, does that have anything to do with the Super Mario frustration video? The greatest video of all time? Um, I don't think so. Well, what's weird is like I've played through some of like Carl Sagan's levels. I've played through some of Grand Pooh Bear's levels, um, and a lot of other troll level makers, and like Ishido and those guys. I don't know if you guys like troll levels, but they're fantastic. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, they're absolutely great. Yeah, this especially, is Sagan, going, especially Sagan's levels. Sagan's levels are on point. Yeah. Like I, I want to go to a GDQ just to meet that dude. To be yeah. honest with you, but um. You're going to be able to create worlds of troll levels, people. Oh it's God. going to have <laughs> controllers being thrown through various objects like TV screens. Wait, are you <laughs> saying troll world? Yeah, it's literally going to be oh. just that. Like, I love Kaizo levels. I absolutely love yeah. the Kaizo aspect of Mario. Uh, and, and they're um, impossible. But they're not, though. The thing is, you just yeah, you have so much fun playing through them. Well, well, you get better though, without you be even beatable. knowing. Like, who was the big ROM hack? What was that one really good one? Um, what the hell was his name? I, I don't remember the dude's name. But, well, that's, uh, the, that's the problem with the ROM hack in, in this engine is the level has to be beatable in order to, to play on the Mario Maker. But with the correct. Kaizo levels on ROM hacks, it doesn't matter. They can be completely impossible and they'll still publish the ROM. Agreed. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, so there's just no point. Yeah, but why would you want to make a level that's impossible? I feel like that's just ultimate dickish. It is. It's just a big middle finger to the face every time you try to freaking run one of those on an emulator. Oh, I forgot who makes the... That sucks. I can't remember who the hell makes it. Uh, but um, they're nuts. I forgot uh, the dude's name. Uh, Panga. Panga. Pangea yeah. Panga. Yeah, Pangea Panga. Yeah. Him. Thank you very much. He yeah. made most insanely difficult levels oh yeah i, I took me 113 tries to get through the first level of his <laughs> mario world rom hack but yeah. it was so much fun oh yeah it's great oh man paul you play miss uh, mario maker at all yeah i haven't played mario since like i don't know like 93 <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> wow no no, no 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 i beat super mario 64 um in like 99 
Damn. Oh, dude, I feel like you're missing out, man. <laughs> I'm going to replay Super Mario 64 again someday soon. Supposedly yeah, comes- putting on the Switch. Yeah, very soon. Supposedly. I would like that because Mario 64 is my favorite one. Agreed. They're, um, they're, they're, there's this dude, he's like almost done finished programming a uh, N64 emulator for the Vita. So really, I'm going to play it on the Vita. That's oh, nice. dope. So now I, want a Vita. I, I still have to hack my Vita. I haven't done it. Now anything. I want a Vita. What the hell? <laughs> That's right. Well, funny thing, because someone just offered you one. True. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, man, really too into Mario. Nothing against Mario. Like whatever. Everybody's no, got fair. their taste, man. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent agreed. But yeah, if you can make a Mario level, that's pretty dope. Because like I would always want to have done that. Nate's made some good ones. I like the ones he's uh, made. Yeah, that VHS one was the best. Yeah, that <laughs> puzzle. That was that was that was also middle finger to my face, but at least that level's beatable. <laughs> it is beatable. <laughs> Um, and the other one, Woody found the uh, dev exit. I did. I found the dev exit <laughs> so fast. Uh, so that's some stupid ass shit when you figure oh, your own dev exit. It was so easy to find. So I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't work. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, okay, so Intel's uh, Nook or Nux nice. uh, next unit of computer. Yeah, I remember one of that people call them Nook or Knock, whatever. Yeah, and you see nine. Extreme is the new king of tiny PCs. I've seen a number of these, uh, but Bazinga, you posted this. What? Why this catch your eye? Uh, because just the 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 power this has and the the ridiculous price. It's very small, and it's yes. like they have a twenty seventy in there. It's it's just incredible. Like we got some pictures here. Yeah. When you're done talking, actually, that's something we use at work, believe it or not. Really? Uh, most of our things are run off of Nooks. And I, I have a few things to say about those on a professional level. It's it's, it's crazy. And it like, it's like $3,000. Well, yeah. yeah. They're expensive. Even um, the bare bones ones that we use are expensive. Yeah, it's a specialty motherboard. That's why. It's smaller yes. than micro. It's, yeah. it's even more tiny than like tiny ITX, mini ITX boards. Oh, so, no. It's wicked tiny. Um, I have returned. Oh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a powerful CPU. Uses modular hardware. A tiny, it's got a tiny case, excellent cooling, and it, and it fits an actual GPU. I just wish it doesn't say the actual measurements on this page. Well, it's that's a smaller GPU. You can tell that's maybe I think maybe seven or eight inches. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. It's not a full GPU. It's, it's a, about eleven. Well, inches. it says it's a dual slot RTX 2070. It's got an i9-9880 like uh, mobile processor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thunderbolt, Ethernet, dual gigabit Ethernet. Yep. Um, then, you know, all the regular stuff that you would want in a computer. Two didn't, um, didn't Intel drop uh, i10 or like tease that? Is that coming out? Yeah. Is coming out? Yeah. It's the, new and everything. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's It's out on laptops right now. Yes. We're still waiting for the the desktop computer yeah so when do you think i9s are going to drop in price i got mine for cheap i think i paid like four bills for my 9900k i I think i paid like 410 and change yeah you do some digging you can usually find some deals around 
New Egg or Amazon usually have it. <clears throat> I got mine from Micro Center. They are so much. Oh, from- yeah. By leaps and bounds. Yeah, depending on where in- you live. I live in Connecticut, so it's like. And Micro Center was pretty easy to get to. It's in Mass, but. Well, yeah, it's in Boston, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, know those next unit computers are fantastic. The ones we have that run our camera systems are four inches by four inches by an inch and a half. It's got uh, um, an i7 in there, 16 gigs of RAM, a 500 gigabyte SSD, and dual NICs. They're super fast. They're tiny, all self-contained, no fans in them at all. There's not a single fan in those things at all. Well, they, they Th- this one does. This one does, but oh uh, well, I figured if it has a twenty seventy, yeah. Have to have well, it's like okay. Remember when they came out with that Pentium processor that used like a, a AGP slot or whatever? Yes, mm-hmm. that's what it, it's like. It's like a PCI Express slot that the processor is cool. going into. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this is the mm-hmm. picture. But <sighs> just we need to have it's it's impressive. It's okay. So so this next one, I think our guest actually has done already. Um, so an SSD, <laughs> yes, an SSD can resurrect your old Sega Saturn and Dreamcast consoles. Um, oh, the oh, new Terra I, Onion thing? Yes. Yeah. Huh. You've done that with the Dreamcast, right? The, um, not with that that particular one because that one's not, I don't think it's out yet. But um, basically, yeah, there's, there's the GBEMU. For Dreamcast and then also Saturn and um, essentially what this new one is is it's both of them in one so basically you you could buy one product and it will replace the disk drive on your Sega Saturn or your Dreamcast it, it one one works for both of them mm-hmm. and then it's powered by an SSD or, or it takes an SSD instead of um, uh, SD card so you can yeah. fit the whole libraries of of a Sega Saturn, the whole library huh. on it, instead of like 128 gig SD cards for like ISOs A through N. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, which isn't really isn't that big of a deal. However, what was a big deal with the GDMUs was the file structure. Uh, I remember in order to get a Saturn one to, to actually work, you had to basically take all of your... You had to rip all your games, take all of the ISOs, get all the ISOs on your computer, convert them to some dumb program, and then that would convert them to some dumb file format. And then you had to take that other dumb file format, and then you had to like change the name of it, and then you had to like change the format again, and then like put them all in a folder, and then like number them, and then you had to transfer them to the SD card, but like it didn't work, so you had to do it like one by one. It was a pain in the ass. It sucked. Now the oh. cost it should be cost effective too, right? Because like. I have 128 gig class 10 for my um, digital camera for my mirrorless. And that freaking SD card was just as much as a 512 gigabyte SSD. Yeah. There's there's not a good Saturn emulator on the computer. Is there? There is. There's a few. I've messed with a couple. They're okay though. Like they have issues. They don't play a lot of the games. They play buggy and slow. There's none that really run it well, if I'm not mistaken. And I've done my research. I have one on my RetroPie. I forgot what emulator it is, but it's fan. I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, well, you have to fill me on that shit because I've been wanting to play some Saturn games and I can't find a really good one. Uh, Saturn. Yeah, Paul, do you still have your Japanese? (laughs) game was weird on Saturn. Yeah, Paul, do you still have your Japanese Saturn? Sold it. Ah. 
The only systems I have now is PlayStation 1 through 4 and Neo Geo. Nice. Oh, yeah, Neo Geo. Neo Geos are awesome. I literally sold everything else. Oh, I mean, I got a Vita and a PSP, but like I sold everything. Everything Me Sega, too. everything Nintendo. Just got the axe. <laughs> Get out. Makes the two of us, man. I, I love Sega and Nintendo though. You might actually de- you might actually know my brother. He went by the co-op collector, Brian Culpepper. I do know your brother. Yeah, when he sold his collection, that's when I sold mine. That was heartbreaking. Like, that was really heartbreaking. <laughs> I didn't know he was your brother. Yeah, it's my brother. Yeah. Wait, wait, he sold brother. the collection that I saw once in the background of his camera. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. my brother's collection was a freaking monstrosity, a literal monstrosity. So depressing. But yeah, he sold his because we got bored with like collecting and whatnot, and this I sold mine because it was just literally collecting dust. I have two kids, so it was more important things. Like that's what you do. You collect so it can collect for you, and it collects <laughs> dust. Oh, that's it how did. it works. It definitely collected for me, without a doubt. Uh. It's tough, the state of collecting. Um, it's so much fun to do, but at the same time, it's like, wow. It's wicked volatile, too. So, like, your games could be worth a shitload of money now, and then the next day it could be worth, oh, what the hell did I do? Yeah, cool, I don't have little Samson. It's like stock. It's like a stock market. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Really and now that, yeah. You're saying, Paul? It really is like the stock market. Um, yeah. There's... There's graphs on price charting to track yep. how much a specific game yep. has been going for. Um, it's also, I feel it's also relative um, because some game, game, certain games are only worth what certain people are willing to pay. And uh, one person out there could want to pay so much for some game because he really wants it. And he's just having a very tough time finding it, so he's willing to pay more to actually get it, when in reality, most people wouldn't pay anything for that game. Or just reverse the scenario, or use the scenario as an example. Now, to me, I think like uh, a lot of the values is based off of, you know, popularity as opposed to actual, like, rarity. However, there is, you know, rarity does play a factor. But at the same time, man... At the same time, I have every single game ever made on a PS3, on a Vita, on a PSP, on a PSTV. That's pretty cool. I'm good. Do you have Cheetah Men 2? No, I have <laughs> made, but you know what I mean. You're fail if you don't have Cheetah Men 2. Uh, it's just an ongoing. I want that game. I will never pay the thousands of dollars for it, but... Man, it's terrible too. It's awful. You can't even finish it, <laughs> dude. There's no word for how bad it is. Terrible doesn't cover it. Yeah, it's it's, it's Nintendo, right? Yeah, yeah, it's for Nintendo. Yeah, like terrible is what you call Fester's Quest. This is so much lower than that that you can't use the word terrible for. Hey, it. I like Fester's Quest. Hey, you, uh, you are too hey. Fester's Quest was amazing. Fester's Quest is terrible. I love that game. Right. You are terrible then. (laughs) Anybody ever played Sweet Home for any? No No clue what that is. Yo, it was actually a really good game. Yo, yeah. I I I was playing that with the other day actually on my. Is that the horror game? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, I've seen that before. So when you got wait to certain um inventories and everything. Yeah. You know, swapping um, between people. Yeah, that was really good. It was a Japanese only game. Yeah. Um. 
And but what happened was somebody fan translated it, and then they took the fan translation and turned into a repro. And then it ended up on like I remember it was some like random like 501 cartridge for Nintendo <laughs> that was like on display at, at like a game store, and I was like sorting through it, and I was like, "Sweet home, I've never heard of that. What is that?" I started playing. I was like, "Dude, this is like this is like 8-bit Resident Evil. Like this is sick." Yes. Yeah, that's cool. I have to look at that. But so so that's a custom cartridge, you know what I mean? Like it's it's, a, it's, it's like a it's horror. A uh, what was it? Oh crap! I can't remember right now. Uh, how you guys? Do you guys remember the old uh, Ultima games? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, like god, that. Ultima yeah, games. Yeah, it, it, the Ultima movement movie. is like the old school Ultimas. They're just really good. Dude, I got an Ultima game for my NES when I was a kid. And that game is so obscure with how you play that it just drops you on a map and you're like, what the hell do I do? Yep. And I'm like five years old. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? It's like Starstruck. <laughs> Dude, that's the yeah, NES. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so that might actually be a future game smash there. Uh, Bazinga, sweet mm-hmm. home. Oh, come on. I we can make a really cool like haunted house intro. <laughs> we'll make an intro called Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, what's going on here? Um, did you see that meme I all did? The uh, Jesus used Phoenix down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So let's get into Mr. Dargastia. So, Paul, you've been modding for like uh, for whew, forever. I think your first video you were talking about your first mod was a PlayStation. You put LEDs into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy's um, like an artist now okay you know i modded it a playstation wall to put a piece of tape over the button so you could put disc in it oh. <laughs> that's a mod I, oh, yeah. I, I use one of those capri sun straws and then i have like that old game shark that you plug in the back so you can play copy games <laughs> that was a cool remember mod. that game shark man i remember i remember that game shark i remember uh using that to play uh an imported version of uh, Dragon Ball Z GT Final Bout. Yeah, that's what yeah. I played. Dude, Dragon Ball, the game I played one. was um, it wasn't GT Final Bout because that game was terrible. It was um, GT uh, Dragon Ball Z Legends. Oh, that was good too. That yeah. that was the one we we played, and we played yeah. a whole lot of that. That's the one where you get to fly all over the screen and everything, right? Those yeah, that's like the one that it, it, it basic combat. There's only like four attacks. Yeah. But for every attack, there's a defense that lets you teleport to a different direction, that and you just really teleport yeah. all over the place, dodging shit. It was crazy. Yeah, that one was really good. Um. So anyway, so Paul, how do you feel about the modding as of like right now? Like you've done so many mods that I've seen on your channel and whatnot. Um. And then you said you stopped doing repairs and stuff. Like, what is your future for modding as you see it right now? Doing just whatever I want for no reason. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. All right, like here, here's an example. Check it out. Right. All right. This is this something is that's my mind. Yo, yeah. Like, how can I make this shoe play in 64 games? Yeah. I would like to know, and then I would like a uh, pump, like an Air Jordan pump that can play Nintendo games. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I I know you're like that's where I'm. So here's an example, right? I want to play Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. So I don't own a Super Nintendo. I don't want to buy a Super Nintendo. I don't want to emulate it on my computer. I have a PSP where I could emulate it and play it on it, but I don't want to play it on a PSP. So 
I don't want to get a Game Boy Advance. So I actually was in my attic and I found a, a broken Nintendo DS. It had the top screen broken off of it. Yeah. Uh, so there's this mod called the Game Boy Macro, which is essentially when you take a Nintendo DS, break the top off of it, and then you turn it into like a standalone Game Boy Advance player. It's a really oh. simple mod, really kind of cool. Um, it's kind of obsolete now because the whole purpose of doing that was so you could get like the nice screen from the Nintendo DS to play Game Boy Advance games. But now that they have they have IPS screens for the Game Boy Advance, which are super cheap, really high quality backlight screens, even more high quality than the ones that we used to use. Um, it's almost like, why would you make a Game Boy Macro when you could just get the Game Boy Advance? Well, I already told you I didn't want to buy a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So... I um and I only want to play Final Fantasy six and five, five yeah. on Game Boy Advance. So what I what I what I have is I have a I have that DS. It was broken. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'll figure it out as I go. And what I'm going to do to it is I'm basically going. I bought Final Fantasy five and six for Game Boy Advance Chinese bootleg copies for eight bucks for both of them. <laughs> Oh, on eBay, I've seen those, yeah. I like how yeah. He, he's like, I got the Chinese bootlegs because they're a little cheaper. Way cheaper. Way yeah, cheaper. Way cheaper. It's great. It's, it's, it's the slickest thing ever. And because I'm about to do something crazy with this Nintendo DS that uh, I want to ruin the real games. You know what I mean? This DS is yeah, broken, yeah. so it's like if I ruin it, kind of like whatever, who cares? So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the whole thing up. I'm going to solder two... Those both of those cartridges inside of the Nintendo DS, and then I'm going to put a little switch on the five volt rail to switch between the games. Oh. I don't know if this is going to work. I have no idea if it's going to work whatsoever. But, but the gonna... Chinese bootleg, so who cares, right? Exactly, it's perfect. Um, and I want to, I want to, I want to learn that. I want to teach myself that. I want to see is, hey, is it possible to basically essentially have two cartridge slots on one game system? So I'm going to remove the DS cartridge slot. To make room to put two game uh, two Game Boy Advance PCBs inside, and then I'm gonna like cut out the inside of the case so I can add a larger battery than the Nintendo battery, and then I'm gonna um, put a little charging circuit on it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of that proprietary Nintendo DS whatever cable they used and, <laughs> put, a micro, and put a micro USB uh, slot on there, so I can oh, use yeah. the same charger as my Vita. The Vita charges at five volts. Nintendo DS charges at five volts, so boom, done, like right there. Um, and then what I, uh, if you, I don't know when the last time you opened up a DS was, but when you open up the DS, the screen uh, where it is on the bottom, it actually kind of bevels upward. And the reason why it bevels upward is because it um, it has a touch screen on it. So yeah. when I open up the, when I open it up, I'm going to take the screen. I'm actually going to remove the touch screen from the screen. And then I'm going to Dremel down that bevel to make it flat and flush. And then where you snap off the, the top, what a lot of people do is they, they put Bondo over where the latches was to make it nice, flat, and clean um, to give it like a nice, clean appeal. And then what other people are even continuously doing, since Game Boy Advance only uses two uh, buttons and two shoulder buttons, they remove two of the buttons and then Bondo over it. They sand the whole thing down. They paint it. Yeah. So that's basically what people are doing with the Game Boy Macro. However, they don't put two cartridge slots inside. They don't bevel. They don't sand it down. You know what I mean? They don't sand it down to make it flat and flush. And then the next thing, I, what I want to do 
is I don't really like the Nintendo DS buttons. They're kind of small. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to take some Game Boy Advance buttons and then try to figure out a way where I can like widen the hole or move the placement. And then like, I don't know, I'll figure out how I'm going to put two Game Boy Advance buttons in there. And then I don't like the Nintendo DS um, D-pad either. So I'm probably going to take a Nintendo uh, Game Boy Advance D-pad and then put that in there and then try to figure out a way to make that work. So basically, I don't want a, Nintendo, a Game Boy Advance at all. So I'm going to try to turn a Nintendo DS into one, but more so than what already people are already doing. That's pretty right. Yeah. Also, it kind of sounds like you don't want a DS either. <laughs> like, I'm taking DS. I love you, but I'm taking everything out of you and putting this shit in you. I just want a big screen advance. <laughs> Now, that's not an advance though but it's that's not, not an advance, advance. It's not an advance. <laughs> what would be even sicker i've seen a ds it's a retro board, gaming so art so <laughs> exactly <laughs> it, if i wish i could trim the motherboard down around like the bottom edge of the left and right corner so you could even make it more into the shape of a game boy advance <laughs> but it's not an advance because <laughs> i really want everybody to be like dude just buy an advance what's wrong with you <laughs> right. uh, like, no i have well, a plan I, I understand where he's coming from because you're gonna learn a lot just from doing that i'm know. making an advanced advanced <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that reminds me um somebody was working on the um the ps mini they actually were sitting there cutting into the board they're taking a razor blade like this they're cutting off all the tracks and they put a raspberry pi and they're soldering it to the original board, and I thought that was like one of the coolest mods I ever seen. But they were like practically just butchering the crap out of the original board. You'd be surprised at how much bits and pieces you can take out of a motherboard without actually affecting mm. it. Yeah, this is quite a bit. Now it's impressive. Now the segue is to my question to Mr. Paul. So I'm going to put a video over here in Slack, <clears throat> um, and this video is actually to a mod kit that came out where you can cut down a Wii and turn it into a portable Wii system. Have you seen those, Paul? And what do you think of them? I haven't seen this this particular one. I'll watch it later. Um, because if I watch it, I'm just going to sit here and watch it and not answer <laughs> <it>. <laughs> You got to zone in on now, it. Have you seen that where people have cut down like the Wii boards down to pretty much almost nothing to make them portable? Yeah, one dude put it in an Altoids tin. I'm pretty sure the dude that put it in an Altoids tin <laughs> is the same dude that is that is that video that you just yeah it, it's the I same guy yeah one. you guys are mad scientists and he calls it and he called it kill me because <laughs> it was yeah. a pain in the ass and like <laughs> I, uh, I did yeah that's hilarious that's a lot of work and um it's a it's a lot of work it's a lot of work <laughs> you try to find another to word but you're just like you know what a lot of yeah. work fits well and that's <laughs> the thing like that's why you can make that's why i was able to build some of those crazy ass liquid loops that i could build inside of really small computers you just exploit what's exploitable and that and that's how it is like that's what a lot of people don't understand so you have these assholes who go to i buy power yeah bro <laughs> I just totally bought a, a 9900 with a water cooler for like $5,000. Whoa, dude, you spent five grand. Dude, I have the same thing, but better. I spent like 2500 bucks on yeah. it because I did it myself because you just screw with things until it works. Okay, hold up, dude. Okay. <laughs> you are offending the not computer savvy here, okay? <laughs> I had two grand. I wanted a good computer. I bought a revolt. Leave me alone. Look, homie sapien. What I was well, saying is... Ooh. It's, 
I, I get what I get your point. I get both yes. of your points. Some people pay for the convenience of having right. not do anything. And to some people in some situations, that's okay. It's based upon all like what you know and like what you're able to do. Um, but with something, you know, easy as computer, where basically just like adult Legos. Yep. That's what I call it. Yes. Woody taught me how to build a computer and I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just, I love teaching people and the same goes with modding things. I am the exact same way. I love tinkering with shit. The we have a really old video hard. on our channel called the big red one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's old. Yeah, that's how I learned. I, by tearing apart like one of my first computers, my Tandy T like one hundred, whatever it was, um, and learning how computers work. That's, that's exactly. That's exactly how I learned how to build a computer. Yeah, I took an old one apart. That's exactly how I learned how to mod a video game system. I rebuilt. I I rebuilt the computer at work that we make paint with. Oh yeah, you mix like two or three computers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because. That particular version of Windows that I installed on it was a hacked copy. To answer your question uh, from a while ago, I didn't really answer it. All I did was just ramble on about a crazy <laughs> Nintendo DS idea that I had last night. Oh, yeah. Um, no, that's, yeah. But the, the whole point you of that DS. was basically to, to, to just to, to express and say, like, you can do whatever you want. Like, whatever I want to do, I can make it happen. If I want to not play on a Game Boy Advance, but then play Game Boy Advance, but it's a Nintendo DS guts, but it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if I really want to just take the Game Boy Macro mod, which is literally a Game Boy Advance playing on a DS, and then turn it more into a, a Game Boy Advance by making it the same shape, the same buttons, putting two cartridge cartridges in there at the same time and then putting a switch just to flip back and forth so the whole thing is only two games it's 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 about like that's that's a crazy stupid idea that is going to be so much fun for me to to mess around with and to figure out how much of my idea is possible how much can am i capable of figuring out and making it work yeah then what and can i learn from it yeah, that's what it's about now the question is, are you going to make a video of it? Just going to ask that, dude. He took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> and then yell, it's alive when you turn it on and it works. I will have no idea. Uh, but the thing is, like, work. make it even if it doesn't work. Like, that's the thing. And that's what people have to realize. You have all these videos of people making things work, but they omit what doesn't work. You yeah. learn from mistakes. You learn from failure. It's only when you give up is when you truly failed. You know yeah. what I mean? And show the trials of this 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 idea. Oh, you have no idea. I've blown through probably about four hundred bucks worth of pumps and and tubing, and I've destroyed motherboards. Learning how to create the most hmm. intricate water loops I could possibly think of. And your beer barrel, your beer bucket things. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. Like I've went through so much garbage trying to learn that stuff and it's all trial and error exactly what you said yeah you, you, only should, learn... you should make a video i would watch it a hundred times over oh yeah yeah no people love those kind of videos and you were talking about that alto's video that video got that guy up to a hundred thousand subscribers in like less than a day <laughs> wow this is the most ridiculous thing ever yeah it was crazy he deserves it dude put a nintendo wii in an altoids tin like yeah. what <laughs> I was um I was telling a buddy of mine, Rourke, um, from um 
I don't know. He does a lot of Game Boy mods, works Retro Corner. He's like really, really intricate Game Boy mods. The dude's making VMU shells right now, oh, like custom cute. colored shells. Um, he's make shells for like uh, NES controllers and stuff like that and like Game Boy mods. I was talking to him about it. Hey, dude, he started ripping me apart. He was like, he was like, he was like, you know what this sounds like? This sounds like getting uh, an original Xbox, modding it, putting an N64 emulator on it, and only putting an N64 emulator on it, and then modding modding N64 controllers to be able to plug into the to the original Xbox, and then wow. and then Why modding the case to look like an N64. Like, like that's what that's what your Nintendo DS mod sounds like. And I'm like, oh yeah, but you're not going to use an Xbox controller. I mean, come on. I know, right? And then, and then I was like, oh, kind of like how I'm making a Sega Genesis portable when you can just buy a Nomad. And he was like, exactly <laughs> like that. He's like, yeah, that. I was like, those are the mods I want to do. I was like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> yes. And remember, you don't, don't want to judge buy me. <laughs> I want that 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 modded Nomad that kid had at Retro uh, World Expo last year. That thing was crazy. It had like the it lit up and it had like all the games in it and shit. Meg, um, I wonder if that was Ed's. It, had, it was playing Sega CD games. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Ed's. That was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. So you've been modding forever, and I know you've done this on your videos, and I definitely recommend everybody go over, head over, look up, just go into YouTube, search Retro Gaming Arts. You'll find Mr. Paul's channel. Uh, but what would you say for advice people just listening to this podcast to getting into modding, that hearing this and going, wow, I've always thought about getting into modding, but I'm like scared. We already said everything. We already talked about it all. When <laughs> you said the way you got into, when you said the way you got into uh, how you learned how to build a computer was taking an old one apart. The yeah. same way you said about how many t- extra tubes and pumps did you go through before yeah. you learned and what did you learn and, and how did you not quit? That's it. That's it. Just well, what, whatever you, you want to would you agree with the statement to also maybe start cheap so that you don't get discouraged if you break something expensive? You know, start Absolutely. with cheap shit until you get the hang of what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your your first mod shouldn't be on like I don't know something like the limited edition. Yeah. Clear whatever PlayStation Nine. I don't know. <laughs> I bought a I bought a two thousand dollar computer and it's gonna be my first mod. <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now with like game systems, it just, just take something apart, just take it apart, put it back together, learn how it works, figure out, um, teach yourself to remember where the screws go. The way you know where a screw goes is by taking it out. And then when you go to take it back, put it back in your memory tells you, this is where the screw came out, you know, just like seeing how they're designed, opening up multiple different things and then comparing the designs of yep. them gives you like, a no, I, I took apart. I took apart a PS2 um, doing that, and I gave it, like, an awesome, clear green case for it. Nice. All right. Now, the mistake that I made was I was trying to do the uh, the ribbon cable for the, um, you know, the controller port that goes to the board. Mm-hmm. Well, I snapped a little clip thing off of it, so now it's just sitting in my closet. <laughs> when the clip that you're supposed to clip on top of the ribbon cable, I accidentally snapped that off. So lesson learned, don't break it. <laughs> now, I guarantee you, if you ever did that to a PS2 again, I guarantee you, you would never, ever break that ribbon cable again. Right. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we tried. Dude, when he was talking about the screws, I was like, dude, 
he don't know me because like what I do is I take a screw out and then I lose it and I can't find the goddamn thing and then I just go with three screws instead of four. Me too, all the time. <laughs> we we tried fixing those uh, PlayStation threes, the like the original editions, so we could yeah. get the, and like that, the that forty band bot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He went and got rid of them when I said I could fix them, but he went and got rid of them. Yeah, he brought them to the dump. I could have fixed they're them so, all. They're so hard to find, and he brought them to the dump. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's messed up, because I would have bought one off him. <laughs> I know, I almost fixed the other one. I brought the other PS3 here, and I got it running. Mm-hmm, but yeah. it just keeps overheating and overheating. So I told him I was going to help him find like a cooling system so we could mod it. No, mm-hmm. the, the way you actually have to fix it, Johnny, you have to actually reball the uh, central GPU. Um, you have to reball it, and it'll stop overheating. Yeah, he just he want to listen no matter what. So. Yeah, uh, he doesn't like to listen. <laughs> and, <laughs> it needs to be done yeah, now. It is yeah, like it is pretty. I mean, it's scary because you're re- you're dealing with a lot of different tiny little solder balls. Yeah, but if you're gentle with it, it's not too hard. Yeah. So uh, here's an idea that I had. You guys, let me. Uh, the PS2 Slim on all the different motherboard revisions, they range from a large motherboard to like, the very last PS2 Slim that was ever released. is a very small motherboard on the inside. It's basically if you take your cell phone, put it on the table, and then just put another cell phone right next to it, that's how big the board is, if not a little bit small. So it would fit very well into the PS1 Mini shell mini not like the mini console that just came out like the the original ps1 slim the white one yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so i wanted i want to i want to i want to i want to put a ps2 instead of a ps1 so i have a ps1 that plays ps2 games one of these days the machine's gonna look up big what am i father so no. if that's the case they would probably fit into a gamecube case then Huh. It'll be a tight squeeze on the game. So you, you want to make a PS2 that runs PS3 inside of a PS1 inside of a GameCube inside of a DS. <laughs> but use a game co- but use Game Boy controls. <laughs> no, it uses Atari controls. So you have a challenge. Uh, yeah. No, the other one I saw was actually really cool. I, I'm sure you saw this, Paul. The, guy who turned uh, his GameCube into a Switch dock that actually uses the actual GameCube ports for the controller. That is sick. Yeah, That's really really awesome. You know what I mean? Like, just like cool things for like, there's there's like modding, there's like mods that a lot of people are doing for that like everybody needs and then there's like the fun creative mods. Yeah, the screw mods. Yeah, where you're making something hyper unique and super cool and, and could be practical. It could be practical or it could be like a proof of concept. Like the, the Wii and the Altoids can. That's like proof of concept basically being like, this is how small you can get a Wii and make it still work kind of thing. Uh, and that's why they're putting them in in Game Boy shells. Like, uh, yeah. because it doesn't have to be that small, but a Wii for like that, that'd be so sick. That'd be you amazing. Know? So that's yeah, kind, kind of, like, of insane. Just you bringing that up before was kind of insane. Right? And that's kind of where I'm at. I'll take I just a look at it. Fun stuff. Man, your channel's doing great. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, well, if you, have the, if you have the freedom to do it, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure anybody would be, enjoy doing it if they got the freedom to do it. It's got to yeah. be fun. And well, it's, it's, it's wake up. Like, you, you have a fever dream, and you wake up in the morning and go, 
Yeah, I got that old Converse in the back. (laughs) I'm going to do this. And sadly, what a lot of people do, especially nowadays, and I I hate to even admit this, but um, a lot of people expect instant gratification. Mm -hmm. So where they they go to do something, granted they've never done this, whatever happens to be before, and they fail. The problem is people get so discouraged, they quit. So they never realize, hey, what if I did it this way this time? Or if I did it this way, so many people like that instant gratification. That also ruins the aspect of people tinkering and doing, I guess. Exactly. Dude, that, that's yeah. actually behind my entire argument about the simplification of video games because the modern audience doesn't like a challenge, so they don't even bother to put put it in anymore right. because they know people are just going to turn it off. Right. I get that. It's, it's just aggravating as hell. Um, now, Paul, I'm going to ask you a question of a little advice. The one thing I've never done is put an SSD in a PS4. I was wondering if you have you done that yet, and you have advice of doing that, of transferring. Um, does it make a difference? I've never done. Well, no. Well, no. Have you have you done that yet? Putting a SSD in a PS4. I would expect it has something to do with some load times, probably. Well, does, that's why I'm doing it. No. No. Are you talking about like how hard it is? Yeah, yeah. Running. Oh no, it's very no. simple. The, okay. uh, the PS4 literally, uh, it's designed so you can change the hard drive, unlike the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, let's not get on Xbox. I don't feel like bad. Yeah, so I just got a PS4 like literally like a couple like a day before Papa's he came out that was broken for really cheap. Um, and I and the guy was selling it for parts. I fixed it in about fifteen minutes um, and got it running. And now the next thing I want to do is put a SSD in it. But I wonder if there's any complications that you run into when you switch over to a hard driver. Does the PS firmware give you any trouble? Oh, no, no, no. It just auto-does it. Oh, okay. Um, same thing with, uh, with uh, I believe, uh, PS3. Any, if you if you get one without a hard drive, as soon as you put a hard drive in, the PS3 automatically just loads up the hard drive with all the PS3 software. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, because that would suck if you had to transfer the data from hard drive to the next one. You just yeah. got to back up your game saves. So if you don't have any game saves, you don't have to do anything. Mm. Just put it in and it works. Now, are you yeah. talking about um, putting the um, the SSD internally or just through USB? Internally. Yeah, I think the PlayStation 4 is like a 16 gigabyte or 32 gigabyte ROM that's yes. embedded in the motherboard that has all the OS information and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm going to play. I was playing. I'm going to do a few other mods to it, but the. I'm gonna put some LEDs in it and stuff, but I'm also gonna turn it into looking like it came from an old, like destroyed spaceship. Uh, before we move on to technology, so Retro World Expo is coming up. Um, what is your plan this year? Because last year, um, you didn't really have a booth too much. You had a spot, didn't have a booth. Dude, I don't even know. Like, like yo, like should gaming conventions really even be happening right yeah, now? Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that's the big question, also. Like, not chill, B. Like, yo, we need to not, you know? I agree. We're, when we're, we're talking about packs, like, nah, yo, like, don't. I think um, Long Island Retro Gaming Expo, I think uh, what they're doing is they're just doing their whole thing. Like, all the events that they would have, they're just doing it all video chat, just like that. Yeah, like, that's like Gamescom is doing in Germany. That's this summer. They said they're going to go vir- completely virtual. But even though it's in September, um, and obviously 
things may be somewhat closer to what we remember as normal by mm. then, but probably yeah. not. Um, should this still be a concern? Should this still be, should it even be a concern? I would say yes and no, because people were like, for instance, we're dealing with the first wave of this. And if anybody knows history, um, in the early 1900s, Spanish the Spanish flu. flu, the second wave of it was the worst. More people died in the second wave than the first wave. Correct. So, by a nominal landslide. Yes. Yes. I think it was like 30 million people in the second wave and one or two million in the first. Yeah. So, what's yeah, well, all the news now that they keep saying that cats can get it and all this? I see a lot of that everywhere now. That still hasn't been 100% confirmed. There's been multiple stories, but nobody, no veterinarians ever confirmed it yet. Right. Good, because my fluff fluff gets it. I'm just going to go on a killing spree. <laughs> Wonderful. He's my best friend. Oh. I get that. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so. Yeah, I, I even I even focused on it or worried about it or, or wondering. I know it's confirmed. Like, it's happening. Like They changed the date. They actually moved it closer. Yes. Um, yeah, the fifth or something. But like I'm just gonna play that whole thing by ear. Yep. Yep. Smartest thing to do, man. Yeah, because I'm sure they still haven't uh, have 100 approval from Connecticut, like completely yet or anything. So I don't know. It's too soon. It's freaking too soon. People are gonna abuse that too. Everybody's gonna come out, get all their freaking germs all over the place again. Nobody's even gonna clean their homes or themselves. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I mean, what did people do before this? Nobody, nobody even went their freaking asses. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yo, I'm, I'm just staying home. Like, <laughs> like yeah. whatever they say. Well, they say we can go outside. I'm just stay home. <laughs> Indeed. Don't blame. I go outside, but away from people. I go to the park or the beach. There's nobody around. So, really good. That means people are staying home. Yep. No, it means that they're just freaking rolling around in the big giant rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> okay, everybody. We're going to move on to te- uh, technology and pop culture. Why not? Like, thank everybody joining us on this podcast as we move on to this. And remember, we are removing the podcast. We're no longer going to be hosted by Podbeam. Podbeam is great. They've been great. Um, but there's a different host that provides just as much luxury, I should say, um, as Podbeam. It's the site is Anchor, except they do it for free. Um, I think the reason why they do it for free is because they put ads on your podcast. They ain't too like a like I guess abrasive or like I mean they don't hinder the podcast in any way, which is great. Um, and you can host your podcast site for free, and they also share it to everybody just like any other podcast host does. Um, just gotta put your information, your Apple information, your Spotify information, all that stuff, um, and they host it for free. Um, they're just looking to make money off you, and if you actually if your podcast is fairly successful. Um, Anchor allows you to actually get some of that money as well. So we're going to be looking into moving the podcast over to there. Um, but you'll still find it in the same normal spots that you always have by the same search engines that you use, whatever podcast app you use. It'll still show up the same way. Um, so just go ahead and go on dogpile.com and look us up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Hotbot. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Okay. So. As you move on to technology, pop culture, uh, what has everybody been watching or reading or any technology I bought? And I guess we'll start with the guest, actually, see what he's been up to since he's been the one almost time. You read any or watch anything decently? I don't really watch movies. Ah. 
He doesn't oh. watch anything. <laughs> Any watch. Yeah, I don't really watch anything. I remember he was doing a live stream and he was like, I don't know that movie. I don't know that movie. <laughs> yeah, y'all can name y'all can name ten movies guaranteed. I, I haven't heard or seen of any of them unless you're naming stuff like Terminator and the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> what about any good books? No, I haven't read a book since I was sixteen. I still <laughs> have my book collection from when I was sixteen though. Okay. Johnny, what have you been watching? What have you been just in general, what's been entertaining you? Actually, I haven't been watching anything. I was digging through my old stuff, and I'm starting to read this again. Uh-huh. What is it? Oh, okay. Because it's got some of the coolest friggin' stuff that they should make films with. Oh, I just, yeah. Uh, I, I just like the... Uh, if they do, like, right? The dreamscapes. I can't believe this book is still in good condition. It's an old book. <laughs> And I dug out a bunch of my other uh, Dean Koontz books and uh, Stephen King's and a bunch of other stuff that I just want to reread again. Uh, or I'm thinking about you know just looking up the audio file of it. And I'll just follow along like a kid. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, one of the two. I have to be reading all the time. Yes, yeah, they make. I just go crazy. That's uh, good. Yeah, that's how I am. I usually read about two books at a time around on average. Um, Zinga. What have you been watching? I don't. Oh, I, re- well, you have been reading. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't really remember what I've been watching. Actually, everything's been a blur lately. You need to watch Westworld. It is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get back on that. Um, I know I watched uh, a couple of movies, but I can't. I just cannot remember what they were. Um, I rewatched Salt though yesterday. It's not bad. I like it. What Salt? With Angelina Jolie, she's like I, CIA, CIA operator, or whatever. Who's the dude in that movie? The dude. Uh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> Damn, then what movie am I thinking about from like two thousand, two thousand two? I don't know. It was about selling drugs. Oh uh, no, this one's not about drugs. Salt is cheesy. Yeah, it is cheesy. Um. But yeah, that's about it. Hey, what movie am I thinking of? Now you got my brain. <laughs> uh, so one thing I really enjoyed. Blow! Blow. Oh, oh, Blow. Yeah, that is a good movie. <laughs> that is a good movie. Um, I just watched that the other day, actually. Um, and obviously that guy's been out of jail now for a while. Yeah, my girlfriend hasn't seen that before. I had to watch it. Yeah. She's like, is there a freaking movie where Paul Rubens is not snorting coke? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that is a really good movie. That guy's actually been out of jail for like what ten years now, something like that. Mm. Uh, the main the guy who played the guy who's based off of. Mm-hmm. Um. So, oh, one thing I've been watching, obviously, the season finale of Better Call Saul was absolutely was pretty great. I, I still didn't get to finish that yet. The last two episodes have been pretty great. How many seasons is that? Uh, I think this is the fifth, yeah, fifth season right now. Was yep. the fifth season? We're, on, we're yep. going on to the last. The next season is gonna be the last season. Yeah, um, I just, just watched season four, and we there was a hint of how close we are to Breaking Bad because they hinted at how far uh, when Tuco gets out of jail. So we know we're like really close to like right on top of the Breaking Bad timeline. So, was there more Mike episodes in this one? Yeah, yeah. There's Mike. Yeah, every Mike's in every episode. Good because he's my favorite character. Yeah, Mike is awesome. Dude, I um, I watched Breaking Bad, but I didn't finish it. 
And the reason why I didn't finish it is because whenever I stopped watching, I said, this show is perfect. I'm going to stop watching it right now because anything after I don't want to happen. I don't want to know. I just want it to end right here while it's perfect. Oh, that's why there's a prequel. So it doesn't ruin it. Um, now, where did you stop? Um, I don't, I can't tell you the season or episode. I can only tell you the, ah, who got his face off. Oh, wait, yes, yeah. So you were, yeah. <laughs> and then he took out the dark saber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it, I think it was the end of season three. I think oh, okay. it was either the end of season three or the end of season four. I okay. think it was the last episode of season three, and I was just like, I'm not gonna ever watch any more of this show ever <laughs> because there's no reason for them to make more episodes. This was perfect. But um, when Better Call Saul first came out, uh, when it was on the first episode, I saw the first episode, and I was like, this is gonna be amazing. But I never watched is. anything after the first episode because I just didn't feel like it. But uh, I really I enjoyed this. that first episode. It was awesome. It takes about a it's season so and a half. Yeah, you get about a season and a half to learn about Jimmy. And then after that season and a half, it pretty much turns into Breaking Bad, uh, which is pretty cool. So You um, have to watch more. It just gets better and better. And the one thing I've noticed, yeah, the one thing I've noticed is how much influence Vince Gilligan had like on the X-Files after watching both those shows. And I'm rewatching the X Files, and I can tell which scenes he helped, which episodes he helped produce now because of the way the episodes are shot. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, Vince Gilligan's kind of a genius in general. But, um, obviously, really enjoying Westworld also. And then I also started reading. So, if anybody knows, I point out, well, this is more than a few years ago. I point out, read the book, The Peripherals, which is a really good book there. Checked out. Um, it's a future where. This other future is talking to the past, which is our future, and they end up changing things, which is a they call it a stub. Um, while there was a sequel being written during the 2016 election, they had to change the author. Actually, had to go back and rewrote most, rewrite most of the book. Um, and the book sequel is called The Agency, and the reason why is because the sequel is supposed to take place as a prequel to the first book, and it was supposed to be the premise was if Donald Trump got elected. Well, you had to change that to now if Hillary Clinton got elected, because now. The original, now, is this a physical book or is it an audio book? It's a physical book. Um, okay. So, okay, I'm um, just making sure. Okay, that, that way I don't have to make fun of you now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, which is pretty neat, though. Um, but it's a really, really, really good series. Very hard to watch. Check out by William Gibson. If anybody doesn't know William Gibson, um, he wrote the book Neuromancer ages ago, and he literally coined the term uh, cyberspace. The, he invented the term, and we still use it to this day. And it came from a science fiction novel. You know, like a uh, Wild War Man too. Yeah, Lone War Man. Yeah. Um, yeah that, that, that was absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it was. <clears throat> okay. So, Mazinga, tell me about this. Like this grill. A so Weber I'm, I'm kind of a, grill. I'm kind of upset that uh, Woody left. <laughs> because okay. this yeah, was like for him, because um, Woody that's is. Right, that's for me. I, I, I'm a grill master too. So, Woody's big with the grill as well. He's he he has like Yoda smokers and shit. Like he does crazy stuff. And uh, this, I just thought this was funny because it's a smart grill. 
and you use an app for it. And I'm like, what? Not nah, chill. And <laughs> <laughs> can't, I can't. <laughs> um, just need a dial with the flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thousand dollars. Um, oh, and it looks like it's like a bad. Weber with not a computer bad. next to it. <laughs> okay, um, what can the what can it do? So it, it creates. Oh, it's a pellet. It uses pellets, which I, I didn't know was a thing, but it's a pellet grill. That's different. It, okay. it, it gives an incredible smoke flavor, unique design features, supports up to four probes. The cons, yeah, so you don't need a smoke box. The the cons are the the app is just everything's about the app. The 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 pellet hopper is a nuisance. C- cleanup isn't easy. <laughs> it's just it's very interesting. Um, it uses smoke fire. I, I've never like I didn't like this is why I was hoping you'd be here because I've never heard of a pellet stove before. I mean yeah, a pellet grill, know. a pellet grill. <laughs> yeah, yeah I used I used, used one of those before. It was um applewood. I was doing um. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen that before where you put like wood in it. But yeah. I, I didn't yeah, know that they were. Yeah, it's going to use a smokehouse. It, yeah, it's pretty bad. I most definitely would get something like that. So, yeah. what are the benefits you get from using this app? What it's what's the benefit of that? I guess it tells you, you know, the the temperature of when it's ready to cook, and uh, it's got a timer on it and stuff like that. Uh, I have, it's just in case you have to take a dump and just let that sit, uh, sit for a while, and also your phone goes off. You can look at it and be like, "Oh crap! You I can, can hurry up and check my ribs." Yeah, you can set the grill temp for a ten-hour pork cooking. Uh, you can go to the store really quick and pick up the um, some ingredients that you need because you <laughs> forgot them. It heats you to, to hurry up and come back. Two hundred twenty-five degrees in nine, just over nine minutes. Uh, Does it have a bottle opener on it? Uh, I don't see one. There, yeah, you need a bottle opener on it. <laughs> um, I, 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 I oh, it's it's got recipes on it or what to do to. Oh, I'm looking it. at the it shows pictures of it like. No, the thing is, do you find this as practical or impractical? It depends on what you're cooking, because like if you're cooking something like that, you know, say you're making ribs and you're putting a lot of sauce on it, and you're trying to use an app at the same time, you're just going to make a mess on the phone. <laughs> well, you would, I don't think you. It right. seems like you're not using it at the same time. Uh, so, like, you know what? Well, you, you know use what's it really impractical is using store bought barbecue sauce. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's just wrong. That's just wrong. But yeah, you don't make barbecue it, sauce. There's no point in grilling. <laughs> You set times and stuff like that. It, it, it's something that you could do with a timer, but I'm sure it has other things you can do with it too. But just Wi-Fi enabled, just that's just crazy. <laughs> Yo, man, they can't. They gotta stop putting tablets and everything. <laughs> right? Like, like the Samsung uh, refrigerators. Refrigerator. Hey, I mean, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't diss my refrigerator. <laughs> I always hug that thing every time I go to Best Buy and see yeah. it. Mm, so I funny. love that freaking thing. So speaking of refrigerators <laughs> and stop putting tablets and everything, I wanted to take that when when I heard about that mode thing that we talked about a while ago, the, the optical drive emulator. Oh yeah, for yeah. the Sega Saturn. Basically, my initial thought and reaction was, "Oh my god, I could take the back panel off my TV and then 
mount a sat Sega Saturn motherboard in there and then mount that onto it so I could have all my games on my Saturn inside my TV and I could do I could do like a Bluetooth controller mod and that'll be good. Like that was my thought. So like I'm Mr. Stop putting tablets and stuff. <laughs> Being like, oh let me buy this two hundred dollar Sega Saturn SSD drive thing so I could just put it inside my TV. Oh <laughs> uh. They shouldn't put tablets and everything. They should just put Sega Saturns and everything. Hey, there you go. Maybe you want a game while they're grilling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So this next topic. So Spotify. If anybody doesn't know, this podcast is also on Spotify. Um, so Spotify has launched curated curated playlists. Um, so for podcasts. For podcasts, so um, typically podcast apps. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Um, there's not really playlists. You can get there's sometimes there's recommended podcasts you can check out, but there's not playlists. Um, and I think this is actually a pretty inventive idea that could set like because obviously they don't have a lot of traffic for podcasts, and that's why they're doing this um, because they want to make it so like say if you listen to like I listen to like gaming podcasts, economic podcasts, um, paranormal podcasts. Um, uh, philosophy podcast now once spotify supposedly has learned what my taste is um they're going to make curated playlists supposedly that are going to show up in your spotify account that'll have like maybe a list of podcasts that are of subjects you like and maybe some of them you are podcasts that you maybe never have checked out and go oh hey an easier way to discover new podcasts so i think this is actually a pretty it could be a game changer for other podcast apps to follow so that's not i don't know i've never i've never i don't i don't even know where to go to listen to a podcast um so i've never seen it but i would imagine there why isn't there you mean there isn't an algorithm that chooses which podcast you listen to next yeah as of right now there's not really any apps out there that do that really nope they'll have recommended they'll be like oh hey they'll have like a list off the side or something hey maybe that's you want to this podcast does, right yeah, well, that's what you do, but um, yeah. they, but Spotify's big thing it's always been is that they make specialized playlists based on the music, and some of those playlists actually are really good. The ones they've recommended me, I'm like, oh wow, I've actually, and I've discovered more than a few like bands that way. Like, oh wow, I've never heard of this band, but they were on a curated playlist that Spotify made for me. So, um, I think this could be a definitely a game changer towards. Yeah, I mean, even Apple doesn't have something like this, and Apple is probably one of the biggest podcasts like. What people use is the Apple podcast. Yeah, the majority of people have Apple. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I didn't know it wasn't like that. I thought it was like that the whole entire time. Yeah. No, that, yeah, I wish it was like that age ago. But yeah, I've clicked on recommended before and found podcasts. But yeah, that's, that's the project I just did. Uh, so this could be a game changer for other podcast apps to step up their game, especially Apple, since like they do have the majority of people that listen to podcasts on their platform. Yeah. YouTube Red, man. <laughs> YouTube Red. Yo, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Do you have any idea how good it is? YouTube Red is so good. Now, why would you say that? Because, because he watches Cobra Kai. Oh, nah, I never heard of that. I don't know what that is. <sighs> karate, karate Kid, uh, like a legacy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's I'm old, but I don't know. <laughs> it's um no, they just they just know me the best out of everything. Like 
Pandora, just like Pandora sucked. Pandora never knew what I wanted to listen to ever, no matter how much music I listened to it on it, just never knew. So I I never even tried Spotify. Um, That just didn't make any sense to me. I didn't like their user interface. I I just didn't like their logo. So I just never tried them. So basically the way I listened to music was by typing it straight directly into Google or uh, YouTube for years. And then I got YouTube red man like six months ago or a year ago or something changed my life. It knows exactly what I like. And you can play yeah, the music the without having the, the video open. Thing. Yeah, I experienced the same so Dom, the same thing. You like choose all these uh, like uh, certain channels. Like I, I like grunge music for like the nineties. So I want I choose like a section for grunge music. It's playing a couple things. You also tip a pile with Alice in Chains. And all of a sudden it starts playing some random crappy band that I really want to listen to that's not even grunge. <laughs> and it just keeps uh, I don't know. And then they start playing Nine Inch Nails. Like, I want to listen to that crap. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm trying to find, like, a good uh, app to run for that. Not Pandora. <laughs> no, that, that's what I was saying. Pandora is the one that did that. And iHeartRadio keeps messing everything Ugh, up, too. iHeartRadio. I don't you even know, know what that iHeartRadio is, but I bet you it's true. It's radio yeah, stations. It's like, it, it, it <laughs> kick right square in the ball. So I didn't even know that was around that. still. Oh yeah, I I don't know. YouTube Red's the best ten dollars a month I spent. Totally worth it. Yeah, they've actually been giving it away. I had a few months free of that with because I bought multiple SD cards and I got little tiny things in it with it. Like, oh, get three months free. So I use those codes up. But yeah, it was. I keep getting one for like a month or two weeks free. I'm like, I'm not wasting my time. (laughs) Well, there's always deals going around for it too. I've always seen like little deals and shit. Yeah, that's that's how they got me. It was literally, it was, um, it just popped up on, on YouTube. It was just like three months free, and I was like, I'm just gonna do this because I know it's three months free, um, and then I'll cancel at the end of the three months. I just want to try it, and then honestly, I was on it for an hour, and I was just like, it just played me every. It was every, like just an hour of music I've never heard before that I absolutely loved. Just in a row. Like, I didn't even do anything. It was just like magic, just like poof. And I was like, I'm not going to cancel this. And in an hour, that's thing that's ever happened. Not biased. Not biased. It's, it's, not like, it's not like the PS2 things. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we'll see. Maybe uh, YouTube will, because podcasts are also uploaded to YouTube quite a bit. If they started adding uh, podcasts into that, that'd be actually pretty useful yo that would be yeah that would be because they would do a really good job of selecting who what podcasts to listen to next yeah because yeah, yeah. usually algorithm believe it or not is actually pretty good at uh giving you people that you might be interested in yeah but um, the problem so. is because it's not it's not a uh like an audio thing like like a the like music is it nobody wants to watch an hour or two of of uh equalizers you know <laughs> Because well, no. like when people upload some podcasts, it's literally just an image. Well, and, no, but like the music on YouTube though, there is a bunch that I've listened to. And I had my much free. Um, a lot of it's just the cover art the whole time. It's nothing different. No, I understand um, that, but when you listen to music, you can close you can close the app and it will still play. No, no, it won't unless you actually have like YouTube or something. No, no, music will do it if you have no. YouTube Red. Yeah, if you have YouTube. Yeah, Red. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, yeah. they need to do that with podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, like, yeah, if they added podcasts onto it and then it's made a curated playlist, 
of podcasts you might be recommended. They could be a competitor for Spotify. Yeah, definitely. So, just saying. Um, you should anyway. email them that idea. Yeah. One time, I wrote a handwritten letter to Kellogg's when I was like 15 for a new cereal idea. And then they um, they sent me my letter back with a typed letter saying, thank you for your 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 idea, but we wanted to let you know that we already had your idea. We just haven't made it yet. <laughs> oh. But like in like in like legal words, but yeah, what it said. Jesus, that reminds me of a uh, Joe Granado story. Uh, he told about when he re- uh, sent in uh, his whole like idea for a video game. And he sent him like a manuscript pretty much. And they said, we don't take unsolicited game ideas. And he was only like eight years old or something. Ouch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but all right. This is the next topic. So um, we talked about the the neuro uh, self-driving robots that deliver groceries. Um, they are now going to be using these delivery robots to deliver uh, medical supplies to help fight the pandemic. Good. How are these um, robots going to get sanitized? Um, so I think that's a huge, and I think that's actually, like I was saying, like to somebody else at work today, I think one thing we're going to see out of this pandemic, we're going to see a lot of this technology we haven't completely utilized yet that we have at our fingertips. And we're going to see how useful a lot of that technology is. And it's going to become standard in our daily life after this pandemic's over. Once we realize the utility of it like this, mm. um, like we're like, oh yeah, just groceries. But when we realize how easy it is, slow days, we're like, well, why didn't I do that before? Um, I think that's with a lot of things. Like people are starting to realize, especially like with people. Work, we talked about that before. Like people working from home. Um, obviously, people are great by it, but people, so a lot of people are loving it. They can work from home. They can make work at their own pace. They can go to lunch when the fact they feel like it. They can just, you know what I mean. They don't have to worry about a boss nagging them. They can just get submit their work at the end of the day, and the day's over. Um, and their company doesn't have to pay for a big office building. No more of those crappy freaking lame-ass meetings. <laughs> well, I'm sure you still have to sit in the meetings. I'm sure you'd have to sit in the virtual meetings. I'm sure that's just as boring. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just not forced to do the Walmart cheer. <laughs> I can't remember the last uh, time I've heard that. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, uh, yeah. I think grand so, reopening. <laughs> so the robots are going to start rolling out this delivery of medical supplies in Houston first. So okay, that's going to be cool. Okay. Um, so Johnny, this next topic you posted um, uh, about planting a forest to prevent could help prevent the next pandemic. Yeah, I read through the whole thing. They're pretty much just talking about how. Um, about the virus spread and everything, like the more trees we cut down, the more people get sick. How I can spread, um, how, uh, how can I put it? Less Brain densely heart. populated. Well, that's what it is. It, it's just uh, I think I think that um, any bacteria, diseases, or anything can um, can spread out more because there's less you know um, forests and everything like that. There's more animals coming out, and that um, people are more exposed to that. And everything, and it's and it's got to do with the climate change and the mutation of viruses and everything. Yeah, there was actually a book I read a long time ago that actually pointed this out like years ago. How it's 
how in like cities and stuff are just more healthy if they're like close to or surrounded by a forest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and That's what it is. And, and, yeah. and our problem, our problem, even here in our town, because three of us here in um, Wesley, you see how they keep cutting down more trees, cutting down more trees and building condos, building more lots, and all these yeah. new houses that they keep doing, like around you know, on the other side of shore with the golf course and all that. I recently went around there and I saw like four freaking houses and all the trees are gone. Oh, geez. And then all of a sudden, all later, you see a Facebook, people are complaining about freaking stop pointing at me <laughs> then you, you hear people complaining about coyotes being out what was their freaking fault for cutting down their freaking woods they have nowhere to go now yeah 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 very true and then with the whole ebola thing you tell me how many rainforests areas they've been cut down that probably caused that virus to be spread out during that year and on the first place and that's yeah. pretty much what it is and the reason why i share this was because it's earth day and this is um, the 50th anniversary for Earth Day. It was oh, wow. 1950. Yeah, it's been, yeah, they've been doing it for a long time. Which I, I believe that every day should be Earth Day, though. But well, you know, the, people yeah. like to still throw their face masks and gloves all over the freaking place and never clean about the dogs. There was, the there, was, there was gloves in one of the freaking urinals the other day. I'm like, are you kidding me? Hell? Really? People. Uh yeah, it's just it's just horrible, and it's just freaking stupid people like that. The same people that like to be hurled up in freaking crowds and everything, spreading more diseases. These are the same people that the the day that they finally tell us, okay, it's time to open up local businesses again. It's time to go out. You know, it's safe now. The same stupid freaking morons going to be going out there and get everybody sick again. Yeah, did you see the spike? Uh, how they had the protests in Kentucky. There was actually, as Reen said, there was a huge spike in that area of the virus where they were having those retarded protests. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's outside. Just get inside. There's like, why, you don't need to go anywhere. Like, why do you need to go anywhere? You now, see, to if go the government, now, see, that's the thing, too. If the government went on where to tell people, okay, we want everybody outside. The first thing they're gonna do is be, "Wait, you can't tell me what to do. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna stay, stay inside." Yeah, I'm gonna stay inside. It's just like when your mom told you to clean your room when you were six. You didn't want to do it because your mom told you to. Yeah, yeah, I already did. I already cleaned my room, mom. Yeah, I already did. You're right. You know, I had you know for those days. Uh, I clean, clean my room when you stop telling me to do it. <laughs> well, uh, you do it. Well, you gotta stop telling me to do it, and then you gotta wait a couple of days for me to cool down, and then I'll clean my room. <laughs> no, you won't. Yeah, it will. Try it. Have you tried it? Have you tried it? How do you know it's going to work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so pretty much just, you know, instead of being a wasteful asshole, just go plant a tree, do something good. Yeah, <laughs> I've been home for what, seven weeks because somebody couldn't stay inside? Like you needed to go outside. So now I'm now I'm here for another two weeks. And then somebody else needed to go outside, so now I'm here for another two weeks. And I've been inside for two months because you had to go outside. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what it comes. When they were saying go inside, you needed to work that one extra week at your job to get that one last paycheck before your sh- job shut down. You needing that one extra paycheck put me inside for an, for an additional two week month because you needed that one job. Yeah. Well, hey, man, what about me? I needed that paycheck too, but I went inside and I stayed inside. I work outside. I can't be inside. I cut trees. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, like, 
we're stuck at me and Mazinga. We're essential workers, so we're stuck still working. Yeah, that freaking sucks. Yo, about the trees. Didn't I forget who exactly who, but wasn't some YouTuber, wasn't he basically like some tree foundation? He like reached out to them and was like, if I can don't if I can raise and donate you twenty million dollars, will you will you plant twenty million trees and like the tree foundation? Yeah, I heard was like, yeah, I heard about they were yeah. Like, yeah, we'll do that. And then the YouTuber was like, okay. And then like he like blasted it on YouTube and got like twenty million dollars donated to them. Yeah, and then they actually started a whole bunch of the YouTubers started doing the same thing. Um, so it went even bigger than that, and they started planting trees. Like a whole bunch of other YouTubers did it. So it's caught on pretty big. I think YouTube itself said, like, if you get them to, if you can raise twenty million dollars, we'll throw a million dollars on top. So I think yeah. YouTube donated a million dollars once they raised twenty million dollars. Holy so, shit! Yeah, so is that crazy? Yeah, what they're doing that with that money? Yeah. That's cool, man. How much of that actually goes to freaking growing trees? Well, hopefully a good portion of it. Yeah, probably. It's a tree. It's a tree planting organization. That's like all they do. So I mean, they probably just got one CEO. That's probably gonna you know, probably a million, and then pay his workers minimum wage, and then <laughs> plant the trees. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So, yeah. So it's amazing what crowdfunding and what the internet can do. The benefits of the internet. The benefits of what social media can do. Besides complaining about what you had for breakfast. Social media is terrible. <laughs> oh, hey, you make a point. <laughs> oh, it's literally destroying us as individuals, and it's destroying us as a society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. How many? How many people do you know? How many of your friends? All they do is just scroll through. Every single one of mine. Every single one. Yeah. Every single one. Have you? Have you ever? Have you? Yo, any one of you three, next time you see a friend of yours, see, can I, hey, can I see your phone? Just take their phone and then just scroll through their social media feed of like whatever their social media feed is of choice. It's just about the narcissistic crap on their phone. So, no, you don't know that because their phone is specifically tailored specifically for them. Yeah. Your social media feed exactly. is specifically tailored specifically for you. So yours and theirs are going to be nothing alike, but it's really interesting to see how different another person is. Yes. Yeah, based on their social media feed. No, I'm dead serious. Have you ever done that? Has anybody ever? No, but yeah. I know, like, because, like, even if you look up something on, like, Google, then that will be on your feed, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been looking at guitars and stuff. Boom, all these freaking Guitar Center ads on my freaking thing. Uh it's- it's more than just Google. It's more well, than yeah. just that. That's like the most noticeable one or like eBay and then directly yeah. straight to your Facebook. But there's so, 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 so much more than just that. Basically anything, all of your, all of your information in every capacity in every single way is being sold in multiple ways in order to just aggressively target you yeah. for ads. Where, where's, where's my check? <laughs> yeah. Well, you signed all of your all of your rights. Away. Yeah, yeah. When you hit the agreement, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And it's not just it's not just what you type into Google. It's all of your emails. It's all of your text messages. It's the voice on your phone. It's literally everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got they got everything. They know exactly who you are, what you do. They know when you leave your house every day. Everything. Selling your email address. You ever notice all that? All those email things that you get and you're. In your email, yeah, like the spam. I didn't, 
I didn't sign up for this. How'd they get my email? They bought it. Yeah. Yep. They bought it. All bought and paid for. And statistically speaking, what they're doing is proven to work by just, it's basically like cold calling, like a telemarketer, like calling somebody at random and being like, do you want to lower your electric bill? And that, you know what I mean? It's the same exact thing. They're just cold calling emails with emails that have been purchased because Mm -hmm. you said that they could purchase it because you wanted to go on social media. So you wanted to give away all of your rights for all of that. And I mean, at the same time, a lot of people like the convenience of, yeah, it's really convenient. Social media knows exactly what I want to buy. But in reality, if you didn't have social media, would you have even have wanted that? And why do you feel the need to always constantly want something? Why do you always want something? Why do you always want a new game? Why do you always want a new accessory? Why do you always want a new something or another? Why do you always want a new article of clothing? Why do you feel the need to always want those things? Mm. Why do we as people constantly need to feel like we need something like that? Why? About 90% of people like that. Yeah, because we're consumers. Why? That's why. Why are we consumers? <laughs> That's well, intentionally, I could give you a whole philosophy discussion into that. Like <laughs> what, what capitalist society has taught us to be like. Um, and it's pretty disgusting because like I'm myself, I'm not a fan of capitalists at all. Um, and it's really ruined society and be able to realize it because they just get their new shine next shiny thing. And that's all people really care about. Or to find See, how I look at how I look at it is I'm not materialistic. I think the less I, the happier I am. That way, there's you know there's less things to lose. Um, there's less things to want to upgrade. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I mean, well, then again, I do love my books, but that's pretty much all I need. Hmm. In clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, now you should agree with me here. I do agree with you. <laughs> I do agree with you. I have more books than like. I oh, think. my ancestors were always like that. I have more books than I know what to do with. Like, like I don't have any more room for books. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just sent them this way. <laughs> Actually, I usually send them to the Johnny Cake Center, but yeah. I think I have two. <laughs> and then I have the uh, Pat Country books. <laughs> oh, well, that's not really. <laughs> hey, the four dummies book don't count. Yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> A YouTuber's journey. <laughs> yeah, you have that. Yeah, yeah. It's autographed. <laughs> See, like, um, I, don't know. My right here. I have, I have a lot of stuff, but like, I don't need any of it. I really don't. But it's just, you know, if it's not for basically all the video game related stuff, that's all just for YouTube, mm-hmm. essentially. Other than like my, video, there we go. I gotta read this again. Read on a regular. Now, like that's the greatest little gaming thing ever. But like, I don't, I don't know, man. There's so much of it that I just don't need. So I probably sold so much of my collection. So I just didn't need it. I don't really have a lot of clothes. I have five white t-shirts, five black t-shirts, and five pairs of jeans. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? No, no socks or underwear though. I have a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> I really like socks. Those are face masks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? No, that's funny. Yo, I got my face mask. I'm good. 
We we had uh one of the arch villains today at Walmart. He uh you know was wearing a gas mask and a full on like rubber uh, raincoat. Psycho Mantis. Psycho <laughs> Mantis from uh Metal Gear. He's yeah, loving it. Oh, like, that that was good. That was when that game, I was like, all right, all right, all right. Who made like this? Kojima? So like, you're, you're all right, all right. It'll gear. <laughs> okay, we'll get in these last two topics real quick. For one, real quick, Rick and Morty uh, season four can be found on Hulu if you want to go check it out on May 3rd. Yeah. It'll be returning. Um, and then I second, can't wait. And the second uh, is a really, really big one because tides have turned drastically. Netflix is worth more than Disney now. That's just hard to believe, seeing that Disney owns so much. Yeah, that's crazy. They, yeah, their yeah, market well, share skyrocketed. Oh well, well yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're losing right. a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah, their market yeah, share skyrocketed. Like completely went to the freaking through the roof. Now, do uh, you think? Do you think? All right, I was I was reading this. All right, and it gave me an idea. I was thinking since Disney is losing so much money now because of this pandemic crap. Do you think that they'll actually lower themselves and start selling what they own? You know what I'm saying? Like since they recently bought what I was 20th Century Fox, they own Marvel. No, they're making money no. off of Disney they, they Plus right now. Selling anything? Yeah, that's like the main thing they're making money off is Disney Plus. Yeah, but it's still not. The, the, it's just a, it's just a profit margin is not that high though on it. So that's yeah, why well, it gave I don't think that. they're losing any money though. Well, no, okay, they're, 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 they're losing a lot. Yeah, but Disney Plus, as of right now, is actually doing like well above average of what they thought it was going to do because of this pandemic. So mm. Disney Plus is a full-on like 1,200% success at this point. Um, so I think they're going to invest a lot more money into it. And a, a lot of movies that were supposed to be, like, I think Onward is on it, and that literally just came out. Like, yeah. like all their and movies the, are coming out on Disney. Yeah, and Princess Bride is coming out on there. Oh, wow. Um, so they're getting a lot of like that, those, like, you know I mean, I hope they're going to get like a lot more of the Mel Brooks and stuff movies. That'll be cool on there. Brave little toaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mel so. Brooks films on Disney and they need to get, uh, yeah, they own the rights to Mel Brooks films. Wow. Um, That's insane. um, they need to finish Spaceballs too. Damn it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> uh, Didn't they have a cartoon at one point? I don't remember. I don't think so. I'm not sure. Uh, I remember a Star Wars cartoon. Yeah, the Star Wars. I'm talking about like in the um the early '80s. Yeah, it's just funny how tides have turned because obviously they lost the rights to like their Marvel shows and stuff when Marvel got bought out. All the Marvel shows that were on like Netflix. That's uh, by uh, Sony now, right? Yeah, now the tides have turned. Who has more money and who's worth more? That's right. So, Good. So, Space Spaceballs, the animated yeah. series. There was an okay. yeah, two thousand eight. What? Uh, okay. That's really strange. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever thought. I wonder if it was any good. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Send us a link or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like typing anymore. Don't feel you type anywhere. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, we have reached the end of the hour, uh, which is, means the end of this podcast. So um, one thing I do, I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Paul, for joining us for this two hours and sharing us a little bit into his world and what he does over at YouTube. Uh-huh. I just rambled on about console mods for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and remember, obviously, go over to YouTube, search Retro Gaming Arts, go check out his channel. Um, he has a number of mods out there. And if you like to actually watch someone mod, go check it out because he's actually pretty elegant when he mods. He's, um, and I'm not doing this just to kind of blow smoke, but you actually turn, turn it into a work of art, though. You know, oh, just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to throw some wires on there. Let's throw some caps on tape and call it a day. Yeah, that's me right there. That. Yeah, you don't do that. I do. <laughs> no, okay, but Paul does not. Paul takes his time. I'm, I'm really, the, you're 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 an artist, so you you yeah. can relate. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm just an artist that doesn't know how to draw or what to draw. Yet. Exactly. Yeah. You want to got to figure it out. You know what exactly. I mean? That's all. Exactly. It really yeah. Is. Yeah, and it's very oh. meditative too. I'm sure. Oh hell yeah. And it's all about expressing your creativity in any possible way. It doesn't matter how you express your creativity. Just do it. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how you do it. Just find any which way to channel that. What word did you just use? Meditative. Yeah. Channel yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let that out. It's Yeah, in, in a lot of sense, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you, man. What's the other one? What's the other one? Hold on. Uh, what was that? Uh, tranquility. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to go check that out. And obviously, check out our YouTube on youtube.com slash get tech. And be sure to check out. We're going to have a new link that'll be posted all over social media, Twitter, Reddit, everywhere for the new podcast site. We're going to be where our channel is going to be moving to for the podcast, but it'll still show up in your podcast feed as normal. So remember not going anywhere just going to a new feed so we have to pay less money and get the same return so i just like chilling with you guys i hadn't talked to you guys in a little bit it's been a while since i've seen you guys so it was just cool to just come on here and just talk to you for two hours yeah 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 it was yeah. definitely cool yeah it was pretty cool having you having somebody else's insight uh yeah, onto a lot of subject we talk about. <laughs> yeah definitely fun so Awkward. This, this has been the Gaming Tech and Pop Culture Podcast that has no name and remain <laughs> nameless to this day. But we will be back next week at 5 p.m. live. If you want to check us out live, you can check us out live 5 p.m. twitch.tv slash gettechgeeks. We've also been streaming on Facebook as well lately. So be sure to check us out. Thank you all for joining us live. But until next week, stay home, stay safe, and get teched. <laughs>